Welcome to Didn't Get the Memo, a podcast dedicated to interviewing and gaining insight from ultra-successful individuals who departed from convention to achieve their success. So, Charlie, lovely place you've got here. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And we're going to take a little tour in a minute, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'd love to. It, it's, it's quite an amazing place. Here we are, right in the middle of London. Um, if there was such thing as a money spot, this is it. You can see every landmark. Uh, I, I know a little about this building, I think, and I know there are some pretty uh, well-known people who live in here. I, um, I, I don't know if you're able to say, but I've heard it rumoured that there is a, a, a very um, big celebrity singer going back some time who featured on a TV programme, and I don't know if you're able to... No, look, I can't disclose, but there's many famous people, and... Uh... Yeah, there is a famous singer. And, yeah. uh, Any clues? Any, All I can say is not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> can you <laughs> work that, that one out? That, that's a pretty good clue. So my, my suspicions um, and what I've heard are uh, that they could well be right. They could well be right. Yeah. But you're in the company of some pretty esteemed individuals, people yeah. who are huge. Well, there's huge. Tom Jones up, yeah, yeah, yeah. upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's... Um, some some footballers, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know footballers, yeah. but you know yeah. they were in it. And there's uh, a few lords. Yeah. And then there's uh, yeah some politicians. And then there's yourself, who's Lord, and then there's Lord, Lord, Lord of the Pipework, Lord of the Plumbing. <laughs> and then there's the plumber geezer, yeah. <laughs> the plumbing geezer. So the Pimlico plumber, right? Um, if anyone doesn't know who you are, they must have been living under a rock somewhere. I grew up in London, so I was very familiar with, with, with you yeah. um, or your company because of your vans, your, 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 your Pimlico vans. They had really interesting number plates, which we'll get onto at some point. So you see them driving around, and at first I was thinking, what's that all about? Um, and then growing up, I'm thinking, oh, now I get it. And then it became more and more uh, known that what you were all about and how successful you were as a plumber. So just to, in case, as I said, anyone has been living under a rock, I'm going to try and summarise it in this way. <coughs> You built a company from scratch, yes, right, um, up to a point of 450 odd staff. Is that about right? Yeah, 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 450. 50 million turnover. Yeah. Uh, a fleet of vans. Was it about how many 250? Vans? 250 vans. Uh, or approximately, probably or a few more. I think. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah. And you, 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 you were known for paying your staff really well. It's rumoured that you were paying some people up to like 200 grand a year. Is that, is that? Yeah, the right? top guys. Yeah. I mean, basically, I started Pimlico Plumbers back in 1979. Yeah. I was an apprentice plumber and then become self-employed yeah. and then set up Pimlico Plumbers yeah. in Pimlico. And, um, and, and just before you get to that, because this is the thing which will probably astound most people, that you built up this plumbing business from scratch and you sold it for a, for a sum undisclosed 100 and something million. A hundred and forty. You can say it. Something under, I think it's about hundred and forty. Well, a little bit less than yeah. fifty. A few yeah. mil less, but say hundred and forty odd. Let's call it one fifty. Round it up. Yeah. yeah. What's a few mil? Yeah, exactly. What's a few mil when you've got hundred and forty odd of them, eh? But you've done very well. You built this up from scratch, okay? And you've come from a background, and the reason why I'm speaking with you on didn't get the memo as a podcast is that. It would be fair to say that you clearly didn't get the memo because there would have been many who come from your background, which we'll go into in a minute, who felt that they couldn't achieve massive success mm. because they haven't done the, the, the conventional, you know, gone to school, got the qualifications, got the degree, got the professional, 2.4 kids, lived a happy life. You've actually surpassed all of that in terms of success of what many of those people achieve. Um, and you started off as a plumber. 
um, always wanted to be a plumber, interestingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about your background. I don't want to go too much into it because it's well reported. You've given interviews left, right and centre. And I want to try and ask you slightly different questions. But a bit of your background, please, just as I said, in case anyone has been living okay, under a rock. Um, I come from Elephant and Castle, uh, Rockingham Estate, which is a pretty yeah. rough area. And uh, a very working class family and not well off family. Uh, three brothers and um, <clears throat> I, I got into plumbing. I, I used to um, be bunking off school uh, when I was about 9, 10, 11 and helping a local plumber. And he had, um, you know, car, motorbike, money, all of this, nice clothes, lovely home. Uh, and, and, you know, I went to work with him and that just impressed me so much. So you were impressed by this guy. He made a huge impression. Um, on you, and, and, and I've heard it said by you in the past that had he been a bank robber, he, he had made had such a, uh, an impact on you that you would have followed in his shoes in that part. Uh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I think the seeds were sown then, and I'm a great believer in that, and, uh, you know, you only need a little bit of direction in life, and, and uh, you know, he just explained to me at the time, if you become an apprentice plumber, um, you'll never be out of work, and you, you learn loads of money. So that's and, interesting. You so, know, and it's more so today, you know, 50 years down the line, um, it's more it's more of a proven point now that mm. you can make it on, on them basis. And, um, you know, right, as I said, I, 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 you know, as you can see, I ain't that academic. I mean, obviously, you know, I can easily get by. I don't mean it like that, but... Well, you got 150 million quid by, I can put it that way. You've done more than get by, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, uh, it does, you, you know, it's great if you've got you know, you've got a few qualifications in the sort of academic things, but it's not all be all and end all. And, you know, I actually find now, I know more people that have come from nothing to make it than the ones that have gone through what you call it conventional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, just, just on that point, being a barrister, you know, went through that, that path <laughs> where you sold the dream and you, you, you get to the top or so-called top, if you like. I wouldn't say I, I made it to the top. I was doing quite well. Um, but I found that I I had put all the graft in, followed the rules, and I got, I made it. And I was surrounded by a lot of people who were frightened, by other barristers who were quite frightened. They didn't have the freedom. You, you're a, you, you, you speak like a free man. You, 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 you walk like a free man. You talk like a free man. Yeah. The world's your oyster, do you know what I mean? You, you're free. You can do pretty much what you want, to be fair, within reason, right? But right, you, can, you can do what you want. And there are many people who follow that, 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 that conventional route where it doesn't quite work out that way for them. Now, fortunately, you were... You had an intervention in your life with the um, plumber. What was, his, what was his name? Bill Wellish. Bill, with Bill. Um, and he impressed you to such a way that you thought, I want to be a plumber. That's it. Did, did he come before the idea of plumbing or did you have the idea to become a plumber? No, and just I wouldn't have a clue. Right, you know, okay. like, right as I said, cool. you know, uh, I used to just see him in the area, motorbike, car, and I used to think, you know, and then I got to know him and, um, you know, he's a plumber. And, I'm, and he, you know, he said, look, I used to bunk off school a lot. I'm not saying to anyone do that, but mm. it done me good. And um, he said, you know, you want to earn a couple of... He used to give me two bob a day, which is 10 pence now, but, you know, then it seemed a lot of dosh. Mm. And he used to buy us dinner, egg and chips. And um, he just come with me and he, he just... he just We all learn off somebody. Mm. You know, we all learn off somebody. And just being with him uh, for a short while, it, as I say, the seeds were sowed. And and did it stick with you throughout? So, Bill is living the life, as far as you could see as a young boy, whether he was as you got older, who knows, right? But as a nine-year-old, 10-year-old to you, in your mind, this is the way to riches, through plumbing. 
was that was that your was that your mindset then? I think, well, I didn't think it was. I didn't know about it be the way to riches. What what I knew is that, he, as he said to me, you learn loads of money and never be out of work, and that's what stuck. Mm. And then looking at him, I'm thinking to myself, well, blimey, you know, he, he was like he was like the most popular guy in the area, and people loved him, and he had all these things, and you know, he wasn't a flash guy, you know, mm. he, 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 but. I followed his footsteps in a lot of things, not even knowing it. Unfortunately, he passed away uh, quite a while or so ago now. But, you know, he, 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 he was a boxer and I've done boxing. He, you know, he had shops, supermarket, and I've done that along the way. I've still stayed in plumbing. Um, and, and, you know, he had a few marriages and I've had a, well, I ain't had that many, but... Um, <laughs> do, do you want to borrow some of my hands? Or oh, you're right there. Eh? I said, then, do you want to borrow no, some no, my hands? No, not no, that many. No, no. Oh, right, okay, but, right, no, okay. not that many. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, and, and you know, so I followed a lot without knowing it. But the main thing I did follow is his advice. You know, he, he made it simple. There's two roads you can take, the wrong road or the right mm. road. And he said, if you get it right, the right road will lead to a pot of gold. Right, now that's interesting. So he's, he's effectively sold you a dream, right? And you latched onto that and you made it happen. You made it happen yeah. in, in, a, in an enormous way. And there's, a, there's a, an American Baptist minister, a guy called Russ Conwell, who you may or may not have yeah, heard no, of. Him, of course, you, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, so obviously he went on to, to create Temple University and he used to give that speech, Acre of Diamonds. Yeah. And what I think is really interesting, especially for you, uh, you know, there will be many people, there will be many plumbers out there who are going to work grafting every day thinking, Do you know what, look at him over there, I want to go and be a this, or I want to go and be a that, or I want to go and be the other where if they listen to Russ Conwell and his story, which was, you know the story about the farmer? When the, the farmer, um, he talks about a farmer in Africa who realised that all these people making loads of money from, from diamond mines. So he sold his farm for peanuts. He went off to try and find yeah. these diamond mines. Didn't find anything. He ends up broke. The person he sold his uh, farm to was one day, you know we had this again, right? exactly, he sees something glistening at the bottom of, his, yeah. uh, of the pond, he puts it on the mantelpiece or what the equivalent was, and someone says, do you know what it is? It's a diamond. He's like, well, I've got loads of these. So anyway, there it is. So, yeah. But that's like for you and plumbing. There are many other plumbers who are looking elsewhere <laughs> trying to make their riches. You stayed where you were and you mined plumbing to turn it into the biggest, probably the biggest plumbing company in the world. Well, certainly biggest in the UK, and you're right, Peter. There might be something in, in America bigger. Mm. Um, but you, but you, but you we're able to show you don't have to look elsewhere. Just work where you are with what you've got and be damn good at it and really graft it and you can turn it into a success. And if Bill hadn't turned you on to the possible, it could have been a different outcome. Oh, it would have been totally different. Um, you know, the area I come from, you know, there's lots of trouble there and, and always has been. And, uh, you know, most people leave there in a box kind of thing eventually. Mm. But, you know, a few people break away and... You know, I, I left home at 16 um, and, and rented a, a flat. Um, and, 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 you know, my idea was to get off that estate. And, and I'm not knocking council estates, yeah, yeah. but, I'd, you, know, um, you know, they don't necessarily... Um, you know, if you stay there too long, that's where you are. And I think if you can break away, that's the opportunity to, make, to take to, to get somewhere in life. Yeah. Um, you know, I've still got mates now that live on there and they're doing the same thing in the pub. Um, having a row with a neighbour, uh, you know, repairing their yeah. car. You, you, and I'm not knocking yeah, it, I'm no, just I saying, this, saying yeah, um, yeah. you know, if you're prepared to, if you want to be successful, um, it can happen, mm. but you've got to make changes. You, you can't just be going along with, with it. And, you know, if I'm being honest, the reason I, I, when I started the plumbing, and I used to go to customers' house, like posh people up in uh, Primrose Hill and Amsterdam, uh, and, and, 
um, you know, the Chelsea and all that. And and that was an, as an apprentice with a plumber. And the customer was always moaning, oh, plumbers are late, the last ones didn't finish the job, arse hanging out his trousers, left a mess, didn't give me a price, ripped me off. And I thought to myself, when I become a plumber, I don't want to, I don't want to get all that shit off them. And all I'd done was done the right way of doing it. So, you know, they'd say, you turn up late, I turn up early. Scruffy, smart, dirty old van, clean van. So what I'd done was just picked 20 bad things in the industry and then reversed them. And, uh, you know, if you do it right, um, there's no reason why it won't work. No. Provide, providing, you know, you've got something that, um, you know, people, people require. So like, you, you, you clearly tweaked and you realised what you needed to do or where the flaws were in the industry and you perfected or plugged those gaps, if, I, if you like. But did you, at what point did you realise, hold on, I'm onto something here. What, when, when was that moment when you thought... When I what? When you realised, I'm onto something here, you realised that you've got something quite special. When yeah. was that moment? Um, when I started employing people. You know, I, I learned along the way that, you know, to be a millionaire, just you, no one else, uh, very, very difficult. But, you know, if you employ more people with your faults and, and, and decent people, and, and it makes it a lot easier to get to where you want to get. Unless you've got a product that, you know, it's something unusual. But on a, on a normal working basis, um, you need to employ people. And, and it's not what people want to do, um, but for me, that was the way forward. When I started employing people, and then, you know, I started off with part-time people, and... Then I, you know, got this office and a room, and you sort of gradually build, and then that was a big milestone for you, wasn't it? Getting that office. Well, yeah. I mean, look, why does a plumber have an office? That's mm. what I used to think years ago. And when it, it was offered to me, I'm like having sleepless nights, and I'm a mad. What, what, what do I want an office for? Because at the time, presumably, plumbers didn't have offices, right? They worked well, from their van. Why would they? they? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. I didn't sort of understand how big you can become, and and honestly, I had sleepless nights over it, and, and I get this office. You know, I'm not an office guy, what do I do? You know, and then I was going out doing jobs, had answering machine on. And all of a sudden I got some old biddy like, and I say that because she was a retired old school teacher. And, um, you know, somehow I give her a job, I don't know where she come from, and uh, to answer the phone in that. And, uh, and then I realised, you know, what an advantage that's becoming. I mean, she was very old, and I don't mean like that. And then eventually I thought, um, you know, we grew a bit bigger, I mean, employed people. So I then got a full-time person, and, you know, someone a bit more sort of, you know, a bit more energy, I'll say. And I'm starting to employ people now and I'm thinking, you know, this is good because, you know, making a bit of money off this guy. Make, and, and, of course, you're building up a business. Right, so when you've employed other tradesmen, other plumbers, are you realising, hold on a minute, I can sit back there making money for me? Was that the point where you're thinking... Well, I wouldn't say sit back. Well, not sit back, i.e. just, you know, yeah. having a cigar, but you had other people, you had five people out there instead of just yeah. you, well, you on your own, right? So. You know, I was doing some of the jobs. I was estimating, I was doing the wages, I was taking phone calls and doing a few, um, uh, you know, checking the jobs out with the guys. And, and all of a sudden, you realise you, there's a, turn, a changeover point. Um, I can't keep doing this, it's too much. And people ask me now the question, they say, um, you know, I want to get bigger. And, and I say, I know what you're going to say, you're here, there and everywhere, but you don't want to employ people. And I went, yeah, okay, well, you need to employ people. Yeah, I mean, that's that sort of notion of solopreneurs, right? In this day and age, people think they can sit behind a laptop and become like, um, what's this, Facebook? You know, and, and just ne yeah. next minute you've got this multi-billion pound company. Uh, it doesn't really work. Yeah. You need to, you know, I, I, and like yourself, like what you're saying, you need to invest in people, you need to invest yeah, in the yeah. business, you need to, you can't just do it on your laptop in no. the garage and 
and, build and do, do you know, Roy, you know, the, the, I t I'm going to just say something here. That the worst thing in business is also the best thing. The worst thing is employing people because, you know, it, it's not smooth. You've got to get the right people mm. and, and you will eventually get there. That's the worst thing in business, but it's also the best thing because if you don't employ them, you're, you're, you're just plodding and plodding. Yeah. And, um, you know, eventually you get good people. And you, like I did, you start off with part-time, then you, you get an office and then you build, you know, another one, another one. And uh, right, we had about 450 people um, at the end and, and it was amazing. It just everything. It was just, it was like, if I'm being honest, the bigger we got, I'm not going to say it's never easy, but the better it become. Yeah. And I've also learned that business is a, is a long time thing. Yeah. It's not an overnight success. Yeah. And the longer you're at it, if you've got it right, yeah. You've got it right. Absolutely. So, I mean, you talk about having the right people, but I think it'd be fair to say with, with you, you had pretty slick systems in place, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Right. So what was the sort of training process? Did you, were they all trained a particular way? Oh, Did yeah. they have a process? That well, they had to first of all, um, we didn't employ anybody unless they had done an apprenticeship. I've done an apprenticeship and well, I wouldn't be here today without it. And you learn the, the trade properly. So no one tradesman would come on their company unless they had an apprenticeship. And then, you know, they had to be smart. They had to be... Um, you know, what would you say? They used to be smart, they've got to have customer skills, they've got to be able to talk to people. Um, and they've got to be honest, you know, you, it's very important that if, if someone comes in someone's house, it's quite a personal thing, and that customer has got to feel comfortable with them. You know, you don't want a guy in there that, you know, tattoos all over him and, you know, in gold chains and, you, you know, sure. um, or dodgy haircut. Don't look at my hair. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying a word. Not, <laughs> and, well, I wish I could actually comment and actually have, you know, you could talk about my dodgy hair. But, but I think it's important of uh, image and presentation. And, uh, you know, we, we made a point of everyone has to have a uniform, no ponytails, no earrings, no trainers, no shorts. Yeah. You have to be right. And look, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it worked for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, if people didn't like it, they need to go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And, I mean, did... If, if, if a plumber came to change a, I don't know, a washer on a leaky tap, was there a Pimlico way? Is there a way that they, you've got to do this, you've oh, got to yeah. do that? There was a Pimlico yeah. way. So it's pretty much like a sort of like a McDonald's type system. You, this is the way you follow it. Yeah, well look, we, we had, to run a business, you've got to have um, terms, conditions, rules and regulations. And you need to make everyone aware so you're all drinking from the same teapot. And, um, you know, I, I got fed up of keep explaining to guys, explaining, oh look, don't wear this, you've got to turn up early. Uh, um, you know, don't go out shopping for too long, customers don't like it. So I started putting signs up on the wall in our office. And then I had an idea and I copied the signs and I put them in a little book for them. Eventually, we formed what we called the Pimlico Bible. And that was it, everyone's drinking from the same teapot. And with that Pimlico Bible, you would take these qualified plumbers who have gone through their apprenticeship and so on, but could you almost guarantee their output if they just followed the Pimlico way? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, well, you know, basically, um, you know, if, you, if you've got the right plumber and you, and, you, um, and, and you run your business the correct way, um, it's a winning formation. Yeah. I mean, you can't fail. But, but we had to get through many plumbers, and, you know, it takes a, a while to get through that. But now, I mean, you know, um, I can't tell you if a, by looking at a plumber, I can't tell you if he's a good plumber, but I can tell you if he's a bad one. You know, if you sure. if you don't stack up, you yeah. normally find if you get a scruffy plumber, you get a scruffy job. Yeah. Smart plumber, smart job. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, being that I've done it and been in the industry, um, 
you know, uh, I don't listen to all their talk and I don't listen to all the nonsense. Yeah. It's it's a bit like, you know, I, you know, you ask them a few questions. Do you feel comfortable with them? Um, has he got what you what it takes? And it's very important to have, have like the the customer skills. People like to you know relate and talk. And you know, I found that a lot of people on these uh, computer business uh, they can't talk. And, and you know, there's an advantage of look. I've got brains. I can check this out. But the disadvantage is that you have got no personal sort of um, sort of um, input with people kind yeah. of thing. And it's very important. I mean, I yeah. So did you envisage? Okay. Did you envisage that you could build this plumbing business in the early years, you know, back in the early 80s? Did you envisage you could build a plumbing company to the magnitude, to the size that you built it? Did no, you? You didn't. No. At what point did you realise that this, okay. I can do this? At well, look, as, as time went on and we moved out of Pimlico and got new premises and this was um, sort of late 80s. And um, we nearly went bust, if I'm being honest, then, because I didn't have it quite right of who I employ. And um, I just wasn't, uh, I would just say, I wasn't uh, thorough enough. I wasn't sort of, I'm not going to say ruthless enough, but I was letting things go. And, and all of a sudden, we nearly went bust. We turned over a million pounds. And, uh, you know, I'm going to lose my ass, see two liquidators. You know, this was because I had people owing us money. Yep. And... Um, Anyhow, the one liquidator said, you're going to lose your house, you might as well pack it all in. And the other one said, you might as well fight for your house. And anyhow, we fought for it. And that was back in 19, about 90, 1990, And I just changed everything again. Not when I say everything, I didn't change everything. I changed the terms of people used to, we used to give them credit. And, and, and you know, we had lots of money owing us. And I just changed it, payment on completion. And then... Other people saying, it's not going to work, you can't get, I'm, I'm t you know, if I don't do it, I'll go bust. Did that episode impact the business positively? Obviously, it saved the business, right? But did, did you re-emerge after that episode as a different business? A oh, business that was fit for fighting fit? Yeah. Well, it's forward. a bit like now, you know, it, it, we need to be more, more, more to the point with people. Don't allow anybody to give us, to, to owe us money. And, you know, I used to say to the plumbers, you know, plumbers say, what if they haven't got the money? Well, they've got check, credit card, or they need to go and get it. But as customers rung us in, we would say, in terms of payment on completion. And when we left, when I left, when with Pimlico, we was turning over, well, 50 mil, and it was, uh, you know, sometimes over a million a week. Um, and that's without the bat, obviously. And um, we, we wouldn't have 20 grand outstanding. And if, it, if we did leave a couple of invoices, they was for regular people. And in the end, we, I didn't give anyone accounts. It was always payment. And, and to get my point across to engineers, I sort of said, look, if the Queen rings us today, she needs to pay us when we leave there. If not, we ain't doing it. And, and, it, and it worked. Mm. It worked. You, you've, got to, you've got to set your rules and regs. Yeah. Did, did she ever ring? No she, no, she couldn't find the money, could oh, she? Oh, right, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, they don't have money, do they? <laughs> yeah, it's no. no good for us then. No. But to be perfectly honest, you know, we was offered, we was offered certain things, and they all look good and sound good, yeah. but I never had one contract with anybody, yeah. because if you do that, you're, you're on a cheaper rate. S was, you know, very much a, um, uh, a bespoke sort of service to people. And initially it was um, residences. Did, did it carry on that way? Well, well look... We did expand from there. It was always residential, mm. and um, and then it, it sort of moved on to um, you know decent shops and, and things like that. But 
And then just as um, eventually we was going to move big time in commercial, but we never would work for building on building sites. We're not them type of plumbers. Um, ours was very, you know, personal with the customer. And we didn't have in-between people, you know. I wouldn't work for an estate agent because he wants a cream off you, can't get the money. And we wouldn't work for builders. We were out to work for us and the customer. Just, um, just to, to sort of follow on from that then, as I said, you've, you've, you've built this empire. There are many other plumbers out there. What made you different? Why were you so different to these other guys who had their bags, had their van, they started off with the same ability? You must have known other plumbers who came up with you and went bust. Of course. Um, again, I'm going to say, you've got, you've got to, you know, it's no point. If you just stick to the normal, then the end result is normal. And I, I just changed everything. You know, we, we over... And plumbers are always known as scruffy, you know what I mean? Really smart. This is why... And I don't, I'm interrupting you there, but I want you to carry on in a moment. But I just want to sort of remind you of why I call this podcast Didn't Get the Memo. And that's why I say you didn't get the memo. The memo was plumbers are scruff, backsides yeah. hanging out, yeah. turn up late if you turn up at all. That's you right. took it differently, yeah. right? Now, by not getting that memo, what did you do differently? What did I do differently? That um, made you able to, to catapult yourself past yeah. others. What I do differently, I would say everything. Yeah. You know, I just didn't follow the format of... of of, of them, you know. Why? Why did you do it differently? Was that because they're doing it that way, I'm going to do it this way? Or did you realise, well, if I was... Yeah, if I follow that route, I'm going to wind up as a normal plumber, you know, okay, plenty of dosh, and, and um, never out of work. But I needed more than that. You know, I wanted more than that. You know, my, my idea was, you know, with the, the, the seeds being sown with Bill, I wanted what he had. And then once I've got that, you, you know, I wanted more. And then, you know, I've had... Uh, you know, you're employing people and you, you, you're getting a, a lot of satisfaction that it's not, it's not only you that's doing okay, it's the people that work for you that's doing okay. And it has a knock-on effect, you know. It just, when people are doing well at work and they're happy at work, then, you know, they produce better results. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, everybody says, and then everybody says to me, but you're not, you're not normal, Charlie, are you? And I said, well, I'm normal. And they said, all right. You're a bit strange. I said, okay, well, you need to be strange. And if you're normal, you're not really going to be anything different. But, you know, they were looking at me as if I had two heads, you know what I mean? And, and you know, cool. Look, one of the, the most, one of the most important things in being successful, and a lot of people forget this, it's called hard work. You know, if you ain't going to do hard work, you ain't going to get there. Um, and then, as I say, I would say to anybody, you know, don't, don't follow the the norm, because you're going to be norm. Do something different. Whatever industry, if you're, you know, selling cakes, then maybe you do it in a fancy box that, like, you know, makes a noise or something. You, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. It is that unconventional approach. Yeah. And, and the other thing, just to add this, that, um, you know, at the end of the day, you've still got to be good at what you're doing. Mm. You know, if you've got a shit product, you wind mm. up mm. waste time. And I learned in life that people will always pay for quality. But you, you did even more than that, didn't you? Because... You, yes, you gave a good service. Yes, you had a good product. But you realised that it, oh, just having a great product as of itself isn't going to do it. You need to market it, right? Oh, you can have you the best product on the high street. If no one knows about it, then you may as well have no product, right? There you go. Well, look, again, it's the same thing. Um, you know, there's a reason why, you know, Marks and Spencers and, and, and some of these big shops are in the high street. You know, there's no point in, you know, having the best product and being in a little back street. And, and I got into the... PR side of it and a simple again I mean you know someone says something to me and I pick something up and you know I went, I went to a shop to get some things printed and, and this guy said to me look you're in Pimlico and you know you're, not, you're known in Pimlico but 
you know, outside of that. So he, he said to me, you need, it's called recognition. Simple as that, recognition. And he said, whether it be billboard, telly, paper, um, radio, you need recognition. And if it happens to be for the better, the recognition, then you're out there. And, and once I learned that word recognition in PR, um, yeah, we was everywhere, you know what I mean? We'd be on billboards, we'd be just anything, you know what I mean? And, we, you know, you know, we, we, you know, I mean, I've done thousands of telly things where news and, and then people, you know, I, I talk about politics and all that and, and, and um, you, you know, finance business and people say to me, well, how come you know all about that? I said, well, it's not that I know, but it's common sense, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, it ain't, it's not difficult. Well, I say it's not difficult, I mean, Probably common sense is ain't that common, isn't it? it well, precisely. You know, yeah. look, to be honest, if I had brains, I'd be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good thing I don't either, because I'd probably be even more dangerous myself. But, you know, it, it's, you, you've gone out there and you've launched PR, you've put a lot of effort into that. Again, a, probably a massive departure from a lot of plumbers. They'd have their name on the side of a van, yellow pages, and they think that's it, yeah. waiting for the phone to ring. But you were more proactive than that you had the vans out there and I said you had the, the number plates and that's what I, that's my first yeah. sort of, I, I say, when, when Pimlico Plumbers registered with me. As a kid, you know, I forget, what, what is that? Lose this, lose and that toilet. Yeah, lose, shower, bog, yeah, drain. Yeah, exactly. And it, I, I didn't, the number plates meant more to me, I'm, I'm big into yeah. no, cars. No, no, I'll get it. Than, than, than before the vans and I see them all always on these plumber vans. I thought, oh, that's quite clever. Oh, that's pretty clever. Oh, same again. Well, this <laughs> one's a different one. And then you know, and then you're, you know, I'd read about you in the newspapers, yeah. you know, coming through as a kid again with all these cool number plates with a cherished plate. I mean, that portfolio must have been worth a fortune as a number yeah, plate. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a million and a half of pounds of value now, number plates. And what happened with that, if, if I'm being honest, again, um, a number plate drain it was, was the first one I bought. And it was coming up in, the, in an auction, and um, or they were suggesting about six grand for it. And I, I'm sleepless, like, you know, why, Charlie? Why are you? And then something's telling me, your instinct says, and, and I'll buy a drain. What was your instinct telling you? Well, it was telling me, are you mad? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, I thought it was saying, you know, are you mad? What are you talking about, a number plate? And I'm thinking, there's something in this, there's got to be something in it. And anyhow, I'll buy it, and sleepless nights again, I have to say, and I'm thinking, I think I've done it right. Anyhow, I put it on a van and immediately it happened. People, and we had all other plumbing companies, oh, my boss going to buy that off your boss for 100 grand. And my guys were saying, you can't buy this off Charlie, I'm telling you that now. And then, of course, as soon as it started registering, I started getting loads of them. Water, gas boiler, shower, bidet, um, loo-to-loo, just, just everything. You know what yeah. I mean? And do you know what? This is true story, right? And then I had an idea like, um, the, the better the plumber for us, like meaning he does more hours, he brings in more money, he's very good with the customer, even though they're all good. So I decided to give them the newer vans. And then I worked out, I'll give them the better number plates. So it, years ago, we were driving, if you see a plumber with shower or bog one or lab two on it, he was a top plumber. Guy, yeah, yeah. And then we had like a, like a league table. We, we used to put them all in order. And you know, someone would say to me, Oh, I had um, Drain Man the other day. <laughs> uh, they read up the guy. Well, yeah, it would be Drain. You yeah, know what I mean? He's the main one. And, and then everyone was competing with each other to get the newer van and to get a good number plate. And, and, and it worked, you know what I mean? Yeah. It worked. A couple of times we talked about sleepless nights with the office and also with the cherished number plates. Those sleepless night situations turned out to be blinding ideas, didn't they? On yeah. reflection. Well, looking back, I mean, but again, I have to say, 
when you go in business, you've got to have a downside to realise no. I need to liven up here. Mm. You know, it's like a boxer. You know, if he, if he gets knocked down, he's got a choice. If he don't get up, he's out of the game. Mm. If he gets up and fights again, he's got a chance yeah. to win. And you know, there, there's no easy route to become successful. That's no. for sure. But, but those uncom- but those uh, those uncomfortable moments, uncomfortable for you, such as they would cause you sort of angst and sleepless nights, are the, were the moments that actually propelled it one step forward again. Do you know what I mean? They made that difference and made you, made you stood out, stand out from, from the rest of the crowd. And I suppose it's, what I'm trying to say is, when you're uncomfortable, I've got this thing about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Of course, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's in those big moments is where you're actually breaking the mould because you're yeah. stepping out yeah. and doing better. Yeah. And it looks like you've done that throughout the whole of your, of your career, if you like, with plumbing. You, you've, you've taken a... So a trade which is known has a has a stigma. It's a brand has, now, isn't it? It's is a brand now. Yeah. But you t- made it professional. You yeah. made plumbing professional in a way that no one else had done. Um, and I, when I say professional, smart, clean vans, turning up on turning up, full transparent, stop, on time, no, not trying to nick a bit yeah. here and there. And you you you've done something which no one else has done. And I'm sure there must have been a moment when you're thinking, hold on a minute, am I going to put myself out of business here? Even at the point when, even at the point when you decided, you know what, we're only going to take cash on jobs. Was there a moment then when you thought we might lose some, 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 some jobs? Well, it, it crosses your mind, but you've got to take the chance. It wasn't cash on jobs, it was check. Well, got getting payment at the end yeah, of the job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you, you, of course you think that. And, of course, I'm talking to other people and, and in business, they go, it never worked, Charlie, it never worked. And mm. I'm thinking, um, you know, I'm not listening to you anyhow. And, and I quite like that. If other people don't believe what you're doing... Uh, you know, and they want to advise you how to do it, then you know you've You're got it right. You're probably onto something. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, look, put it like this. If everybody, um, this is my always take, if everybody was right what they're saying, everyone would be a millionaire, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they be? You know, so I'll go against the grain. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and changes. You know, there were so many changes we, we made. It was incredible. And just sort of going back to the PR for a second, at the time, it was a gamble, PR, what? Plumber doing a PR, and I learned it off someone else. You know, uh, they was in a magazine, and I was talking to them. They'd done some work, and they said, "You, you know, PR." And I started doing it. I'm still with the same, one of the same PR teams that I use now as an as an individual. Because you, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still yeah, into yeah, other yeah, things yeah, now, yeah. as you know. And um, and, and years ago, people used to say me, "Do you think this PR pays off, Charlie?" And I'm looking at them. I think, "Are you for sure? Why would I do it if it don't?" And then they said. Um, you know, the same I want, I can't afford to have a PR. And I said, well, can you afford not to have it then? Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of people see sort of PR and marketing as a luxury. I had a discussion the other day with um, very senior bankers and their view is you don't need marketing, you need to put your finances first. And mar- It's almost like marketing's a luxury. It's not a luxury, it's just as important a function as finance oh. as any other function, do you know what I mean? Without yeah. the marketing, there is no finance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean... A lot of people, I say they don't understand PR. I think it frightens them. But as I say, you know, I don't know how any big business can be successful without PR. Yeah. It just can't be. No, absolutely. It's, you know, it was a big turning point for me. And we started with a big PR in two, 2000, but we was doing a little bit before then, just in local paper, you know, a bit of charity work, done a good job for some lady that, you know, and, and, and then it just sort of, I don't say it's snowball, but you know, in the end, you know, I mean, even this week, I've been three tellies this week. I mean, two national papers, full page, a couple of radios, and a podcast. Uh, it's not a bad week, is it? It's not a bad week at all. Not a bad week at all. You know, and and 
you know, like now, you know, I've still got a couple of other businesses that I'm, you know, sorting out and different things. And uh, yeah, the PR helps. Of course yeah. it does. And, and as you're running this, operating this business, you, you obviously start off on the tools. Um, at some point, you're, you're starting to move away from the tools naturally as the business grows. Um, how much of it was by design or how much of it just evolved? How much did you, you know, when did, did you ever sit down and think, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the other? Or was it just a matter of responding and reacting to circumstances as they were and just finding a route which happened to work out for you? No, I don't think so. I think you've got to, you've got to think ahead, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You've got to be different and, uh, you know, you, you, this saying where, you, you know, go over and above. And, um, yeah, it, it, you know, I will say that in business, it, it, not that I can cook, right, but it's like a recipe. You're making a cake, you know, a bit of PR in it, a bit of nice customer service, uh, tidy up after a job and, you know, be polite on the phone. And then you keep mixing the cake and eventually it'll be a good cake. But it doesn't start off like that, you know. Mm. Um, and, and that's the way I would explain any business. You can't just crack it overnight, but you might mm. think, Oh, I'll advertise here, or, or I'll, you know, I'll smarten the people up. Um, diff, diff, different way, but I'm just sort of saying is, is you, you've got to make the cake, and you just you will eventually get there. And yeah. I can't even cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you cook a, not a bad plumbing business. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>